What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Anyway, she goes to bed. I open up a box of apartments. I light up. I call myself a cognac. And I watch the 14 fists of McCluskey. What a picture. Yo, homie, is that my briefcase? And start asking the right fucking questions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rum and Rant, the one heat minute Patreon podcast. And look, this is a very special double episode with one of my super, 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 super most favorite people in the entire online film community. Uh, and we have to talk about this. She's just done an amazing uh, baby goose Ryan Gosling draft with our friends over at Screen Drafts. She was championing all the films um, in his oeuvre that I, I think really deserved to be elevated. And one of the films that I know was on her list um, that really doesn't get discussed nearly as much as it should. It's this kind of criminally under-discussed movie is The Place Beyond the Pine, Jer- uh, Place Beyond the Pines, rather, Jer- Derek Chian France's follow-up to Blue Valentine. I wanted to talk to her and I'm going to introduce her in a moment. She's a terrific TV writer for Vulture. I was so excited that uh, if you if you are a, a member of Vulture, you get one great story pops up in your inbox uh, in the middle of the week. And what a glorious surprise to see her name 
on that byline and thinking, fuck me, there must be a bazillion people who just got this email this morning and they're going to consume her terrific take on how flagrantly boring the Emmys continues to be despite the fact that more television has been made in the world year on year in the last couple of years than any other time in human history. She's the incredibly talented culture writer, film critic, TV critic, Roxana Haddadi. Hello, my friend. Buddy, I what am I even supposed to say? Like, my face hurts from, like, <laughs> how much I'm cheesing at this, like, completely undeserved introduction. No. But thank you. So totally much. deserved. No. Now, now to... Now, to get that cheese and turn it into a laugh, do you want to know what my wife and I's first date movie was? Yes, I really do. I really want to know. Was it? It wasn't this, was it? It was Blue Valentine. <gasps> oh, my God. Buddy, I have never rewatched, and I no. will never rewatch. No, can't. And can't do is, it. this is the biggest thing. My wife had just come out of a long-term relationship before we got together. I had just come mm-hmm. out of like a chaotic long-term relationship. We were in this beautiful honeymoon period. We see a film with Ryan Gosling. I'm a huge fan from Half Nelson. I was like, oh my God, this guy, I'm so excited about everything that He's this guy's amazing. career is going to be. He's amazing. Do I was it. like, let's just go on a date. Let's go see it. And talk about throwing like a time bomb. It's like, it's like if you can survive a date, your first date seeing Blue Valentine and, and, she doesn't just walk out of the cinema and leave and catch an Uber home. I think I was, I think, I think that that was like a sign. I was like, oh, this, this lady's good. <laughs> she, she, she can, she can handle some tumultuous times that may eventually happen. But uh, no, so I, I remember, you know, I saw Blue Valentine. I was like, oh my God, firstly, amazing. Secondly, I can't ever watch that again. It's too Never. devastating. Mm-hmm. Too devastating. But Place Beyond the Pines was one I missed at the theater. I think I was probably a hangover from being completely devastated by Blue Valentine. And so then I caught it on like a home, a home video release here in Oz. I think I caught it on DVD first and I've got the Blu-ray and I've just, you know, finished re-watching it. But holy shit, what a magnificent... Like, if, whatever you say about the movie, we can talk about the, the overarching movie and I think it's completely underdone and under-celebrated. Terrific movie across the board. An amazing ensemble, two-hander, actually three-hander really. Mm-hmm. Um but I wrote way back in like 2013 when I first saw this thing, I, I just said, Gosling is flying in Pines. Yeah. And I just feel yeah. like, I, I was like, oh, I read, reread that. And I was like, that actually, that is a take that I will stand by to this day that he is absolutely flying in this movie. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it rewatching it. I think that, well, first of all, cannot believe you guys saw it for your first time. I'm not gonna. Get I still over can't. That. I still I'm can't. I'm not gonna get over that. That is truly insane. I, and I think it's just one of those things too, where, like, for me, I was watching it and I was like, objectively, I understand that this is a phenomenally well-made movie. I can grasp the nuances of these performances, but like, this is like being gutted in the movie theater. Yeah. Like. I, I never, never again, never no, again. No, no, I, no, no. I said that. I said never again. <laughs> I was like, Derek Sheehan Franz will not trick me. And then the trailer for, <laughs> the trailer for Place Beyond the Pines came out and I was like, oh, wait, actually, yes, you can. Please, <laughs> please trick me some more. Um, because do you remember like the trailer? Well, maybe you don't remember the trailer, but I will describe for our listeners that the trailer has like 
the beautiful score which is just like delicate and really fragile and then it has like these beautiful shots of as you mentioned Ryan Gosling riding this motorcycle and just like seemingly flying through this landscape and flying through his life and it's just I don't even know who could have done this role except for him and I think I said this during screen drafts is like I don't I can't even imagine another actor in that role. I don't think it's possible. And I think that Place Beyond the Pines gets that like indescribable Ryan Gosling thing, which is when he underplays moments that you think are gonna be big and he just makes these choices that are so unexpected and so compelling. I, you know, I just, I like have a big, smile on my face even just thinking about the opening of this movie which is him shirtless thank god (laughs) you know i think it's like him shirtless like looking at his cash maybe and then like putting on his like red leather jacket and it's one uninterrupted shot as he walks through the carnival and gets into the tent where he's going to start doing his motorcycle tricks but when i think about like what other actors do I want to spend chunks of time with that are that raw? It's like basically just Gosling. And I think probably the follow-up person to that is Riz Ahmed Mm. because of his performance in Sound of Metal. But so much of that performance is shaped by Gosling's in Place Beyond the Pines. Ahmed has said that, that he like watched this movie for inspiration and took his look, the like bleached hair, the tattoos, all that stuff from Ryan Gosling's character, Luke. And of course, Darius Martyr co-wrote Place Beyond the Pines. Like he did a final pass on it. So like these two movies are so linked, but even saying all that, even how much I love Riz, even the fact that I have had the honor to write the Sound of Metal essay for Criterion, all of that aside. Reloaded. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Even putting all that aside, like Place Beyond the Pines, it's only like a half hour that Gosling is in it. And yet he, the entire rest of the movie operates in his shadow. It's about like the void that has left when he dies. And I just, having lost my father, there's something about that that has always been very emotional for me, but especially rewatching it lately. And I just adore it. It's shocking now to think that leota is gone oh my god that was the other thing i was just gonna say talk about voids i was just i I can almost completely forgot he was in the movie and i just Mm -hmm. he he steps in he peeks through that door in that first exchange and i'm like oh my god i forgot ray is here i forgot ray was here too Mm -hmm. and like the middle portion admittedly is like not my favorite because i do think it is probably the most predictable like I, when you're watching the first portion, uh, well, you know, spoilers for this like decades old movie. <laughs> when, you're, when you're watching the first portion, it's like, you know, this is not going to end well, right? Like Mahershala Ali and Ava Mendez has started life for themselves. Ryan Gosling was unaware that he had a son. He is now sort of intruding upon their, you know, impending domestic bliss you know something bad is going to happen but i didn't expect him to die in that way no and i didn't expect his son 
to be raised without knowing who he is right so there is that sort of like air of tragedy in the first third the details of which I don't think you can anticipate the middle with Bradley Cooper and Ray Liotta is just a little bit more like beat one to beat two to beat three it's kind of got it's kind of got that economy of Copland when I was watching it again I'm like this is like the cop this is the Copland segment but one thing that you talked about and I read it this way this time perhaps thinking about the voids of these you know the you know the character passing Mm -hmm. away um firstly for Gosling and then you know thinking about Ray I was like I'd never really read it about the guilt void that Cooper has that defines that first decision and defines that he's going to basically implode what is this kind of impregnable, you know, thistle of like police corruption. And he's just like, Mm -hmm. I, I, at the peak of my heroism, I'm going to, I'm actually going to do the right thing. And that decision comes from doing the complete wrong thing with taking the shot first and killing him rather than just taking him away. Yeah. And, and so when the fact that he kills Luke in that moment, I, I read it as that. And then what I kind of think that Bradley Cooper is underrated for is the fact that he's just this smarmy, you know, we know the, the tragedy and the turmoil and I guess the lies that are foundationally underneath the character. And by the end, I think one of the brilliant pieces of his performance is that he's like recalibrated it to be like, I'm this shining example. I'm this impervious thing, but you're like, all of it starts on a lie. And so yeah. it made me really appreciate, made me really, really appreciate um, Cooper's performance more in this. But you're so right. It's like, how many actors can wordlessly, I mean, obviously he's a specimen to behold. So there's firstly that, like attraction, but he's a shitbag. Like he's a loser. He's not, he, mm-hmm. he has made mistakes. He's got face tattoos and neck tattoos. Mm-hmm. And it's that old thing mm-hmm. of like, you don't actually want a real job, do you? Because you've right. got a face tattoo. You have made choices to ensure that you cannot be part of the regular world, the quote unquote, yes. the regular world. He cannot yes. get a regular job. He cannot provide for her in the way that she might want. If I remember correctly, her mom like hates him. Like there's this whole, <laughs> you know, like there's this whole like you are a you are choosing to live as a nomad. And now you are attempting to undo that. And that's not possible. Even for a son, you know, even that great I'm his dad, I can give him stuff line. You're right, you're his father, but like can you give him potentially what he might need probably not probably not but there's so much tied up in like gosling's vulnerability here and this sense that like maybe he would undo some of the choices he's made but he's not equipped to deal with that right like he is equipped to jump to violence when threatened and he is equipped to be devastatingly charming you know (laughs) but like he is not equipped for like adult mature choices no he's still he's still a teen that's why the Dane DeHaan you know the the secondary parts with Dane DeHaan as his son later in the film that works so brilliantly because all of that 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 like he wants to be he wants to have his redemption there's that beautiful moment in the church where he's watching his son get christened and he's watching Mm -hmm. this picturesque perfect outcome to what it would be horrible right a one-night stand with a carny a year before 
and it turns yeah. into instead of being a single mum with a with a mother who's maybe coming over here illegally, which just seems so ridiculous. You know, I mean that she's persecuted for that reason, but she's got that mother and then she finds a new partner and then that partner loves, ingra- her, loves her, her, ingratiates yeah. into the community, wants he, he, this, his son, you know, treat, treats the little boy like his son and all of that, like this picture perfect life. And the mentor that you find is Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> like, and it's even deeper in Australia, our Australian souls. Like, oh, this is going to be bad. Like it's going to turn out bad. Yeah. As soon as you see Mendo, you're like, oh, this is going to be bad. This guy's, this guy's a hot mess too. Ben Mendelsohn wet. When Ben <laughs> Mendelsohn is wet, which he is in this movie and he's so wet and killing them softly. Don't trust wet Ben Mendelsohn. No, he's not going to help you out. Like that's never. not going to be good. Never. But yeah, I mean, like that first portion of Place Beyond the Pines is so much about like seeing a different life that you didn't think that you wanted mm. and suddenly thinking, shit, do I like, do I want that? And like, how do I even go about obtaining or grasping some fragment of that for myself? Mm. And God, this movie looks beautiful. I mean, that first, everything about the first portion is just astonishing. It's like, Oh, you got, did you guys shoot this on film? Like, it looks, <laughs> it looks like it has that like textural grain. The colors are so the like. The greens are out of this world. They're absolutely out of this world. The greens are out of this world. Like when his character is riding his motorcycle through the pines. just it is astonishing like it you get so much impact from just that single winding road and the single rider upon it so like that first third is like a plus shit yeah i feel like the bradley cooper third is like b minus maybe like it's necessary but it's not amazing and then the third segment like really fucks me up it really does it's and i wanted to I want a lot more for Dane DeHaan after this film. Like I sort of don't exactly understand what happened to his career because I felt like he was so promising in this and so good at being lost. Like here he is, he grew up with parents who love him, but he knows that something is not being told. Something's wrong. Something's not being said. And like, when I watch that, I think about, it takes me back so much to being a teenager and sensing that, right? Like you have interesting intuition as a child and as a teenager. And when you pick up on something wrong, it's just impossible to look away from it. And so I just, I get that sense from his performance that he is always, it's that feeling of picking a scab, right? It's like, you want to know, like this hurts and this is uncomfortable and I shouldn't be doing this, but I want to know what's underneath. And that restlessness comes through so well in his performance. And like, I just, I mean, whatever, like the final five minutes, right? Like finding the bike, buying the bike, doesn't matter that he doesn't know how to ride it. And it's just that cycle of like, what do we, 
do to our children? I mean, I don't, you know, like what legacies do we give to our children? It's making me very emotional. I'm curious what you think of the third so that I don't start to cry. No, I... It's funny what totems have meaning. Mm-hmm. And could be just the smallest anything. But I love so much about Dane DeHaan in this movie and they kind of don't get it. He kind of suffered from people looking at these great performances and really not knowing how to do something that had the breadth of what he actually covers in the final third of this movie. They kind of like go, oh, we want this element and we want this element and we want to blow it up and exaggerate it and those sorts of things. And I feel like that that's what happened in his career is that like, you know, he he does that first Josh Trank movie, um, the Mm -hmm. the superhero Mm -hmm. movie. He does Chronicle. Chronicle, yeah. He does that and he's so wonderful and lost and great and, and tormented and then you see how it manifests in his character. And then he does Pines and it's like, so many other people were kind of like, oh, we just want to take these elements and pump them up or pump them up. And I just feel mm-hmm. like this, this gets that we don't want him to act certain cocksure. That's not who he is. He's best when yeah. he's in a quandary. He doesn't know what to do. He starts to fumble around with these elements and, you know, it's so, this is such a silly thing, but it might make you laugh and take away some of the potential sort of, sorrow that we feel in these moments but the other night my son was watching a movie on his ipad and Mm -hmm. i his mum and i were putting him to bed and i just instinctively because he's a kid right he's like he's just turned four um he's got an ipad and it was showing the correct aspect ratio on the ipad and i went and just double clicked on the ipad and what it does it just zooms it like so it makes it like a pan scan just like cuts it to Mm -hmm. that and he goes no and I looked at him, I go, what? He goes, no, the other way, the other way. And I'm like, I have imprinted on my son. You have. Aspect ratio is important. You have. You have passed it on. But like, I, that's the stuff, right? I like, don't. Have I ever said aspect ratio in front of him? Never. 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 But, but something about it. Something about it. Whatever that totally trivial and then i like come downstairs and i sit in my office and i'm like i'm rolling a tear i'm like mm-hmm. this little shit mm-hmm. is a like a nerd a proper mm-hmm. film nerd and mm-hmm. i didn't even try it just something about you can't even quantify what that is and what's so tragic in that final third of pines is that there's something that he's been looking for and the bike is the bike is it mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I hear. I will say two things. One, it's so funny that your <laughs> technical film nerdiness, like Ben Mendelssohn's sweat, has just oozed out of your body. <laughs> it's an Australian characteristic. He somehow yes. somehow kissed me one day when I was a bit too sweaty, and that aspect ratio just came into his pores. Something and... about you had to just ooze out, and that's oh, what it was. Yeah. I love and... that. I love that. <laughs> And the other thing I will say is like, Dane is great. We both agree. Like Dane is great. He's searching yeah. for the bike. Like he knows something. But like Emery Cohen is also very good. He's good. They're both very good at being these like, both sort of shithead. Yeah. <laughs> but Emery Cohen is the same reason because at, in, in all the perfection, 
right? The lie, he's mm-hmm. sure that there's a lie. Yeah. That's the scab that he's itching is because my mum and dad aren't together. Yeah. My dad is this shiny example, but like whatever has happened with he and Rose Burns character is cauterized and he just knows that something's wrong. Like how can mm-hmm. this guy be so shiny and mum have not want to be around him? Mom hate him, like yes. loathe him. Loathes yeah. him. And so yeah. she knows the lie and that's how it's manifested. I can't be with this person because I've seen, I've seen how the sausage is made, so to speak, but it's, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he's so fantastic as AJ because he's just like, he, he that's, that's his self-destructive element. I'm going to get to the truth. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to keep scratching. Cause I know that if I just keep stretching the friendship with me, breaking the law, <laughs> that eventually I'm going to get, something's going to happen. So I'm going to shake loose. Um, even if it's implicit, but no, I think that they're so wonderful. Those two kids in the later part of the movie, they're just really spectacular. And what happened to Emery Cohen? Like he was in Brooklyn and he was in this. I'm like, what else, like what else happened to our man? Like, sure, sure he he's on 12 TV shows by now. This is what happens I, to actors who are in these kinds of movies. I'm going to look, I'm going to look while it's you locked down. No, I, I, I just think that they're so it's, it's also what's so wonderful about this movie is that the epic scope and feel that is created in this town um, slowly, slowly tightens like a noose. Like the pines yes. and the wilderness that are around it are just this, that's, that, that like emphasizes this disconnection and this small town is like cross-pollination. It's going to happen. Like that's, that's why a small town, you know, places that are set in small towns where there's a secret and those sorts of things, like they work so beautifully because you're just like, if you've ever lived in a small town, you know what it's like. Like people, you know, people know each other and, and, Mm -hmm. and people know about past indiscretions and it gets shared. And it's just like, it's, even if it's not on the surface, it's beneath. And it's just these things. That's why these towns have this weird kind of like, um, I don't know if it's like this decay and this incestuousness that sort of mm-hmm. happens around people's relationships that eventually people are like the only way they can be free is I've got to get the hell out of here. I have to I, leave. I have to yeah. go now because if I'm here, yeah. it's just not going to work. Yeah. Well, there are two things that I will say about that. Well, the first thing I will say is actually about Emery Cohen. Emery Cohen is not doing great, but he's not doing bad. Mm. Okay. He was in the OA, which as oh, a yeah. TV critic, I completely forgot. That's on me. My bad. Sorry, Emery. <laughs> Sorry about that, buddy. Uh, he's on. Have you heard anything about this TV show called Florida Man? Which I also have... stars Edgar Ramirez. I have supposedly... heard about it. I have okay. not seen it, but you know what okay. piques my interest? Two words, Edgar and then Ramirez. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> and you go, oh. Yeah, ooh. So that's supposed to come out on Netflix sometime this year. And then the last thing that he was in, and this makes me very upset, is he was in that Jeremy Saulnier movie, Rebel Ridge, that John Boyega left yes. like three weeks into filming. And so I think they recast it and they're refilming it. But so he should theoretically be in that. So good for Emery. Good for you, buddy. Like, keep on keeping on. And what I'll say about this movie, and again, I think this is something that Derek does with all of his movies, right? Like Blue Valentine had this, The Light Between Oceans had this, and then his TV series, his mini series with Mark Ruffalo, I Know This Much To Be True had this. Derek is so good at building history yes, and establishing a sense of time. And more and more, I think you and I have talked about this, that like movies, I feel like they really struggle to do this. 
like I'll watch a movie and I'll be like did this take place over like a week was this like a month like what how did people change who were they before versus who they are now and a lot of times it's a scripting issue a lot of times also I think it's because like things aren't being practically shot as much anymore so you don't have that like tactile sense of place that helps you understand how you know what was our investment here like what was the time element but like this movie like it makes you really feel those like days maybe weeks of the first segment days and weeks of the second and then the third is like it's just happening so quickly because it feels like they fall into this friendship that almost immediately is begins testing of boundaries and stuff like that so I think it's just there's also that sense here like you mentioned of like a small town and the struggle to escape it but also the sense of how much time you've already spent there yes and like are you are you transient like do you move like luke does and this is the place that you're going to forget about you know he wouldn't remember this place if ava mendez wasn't there no. this place would be nothing to him or you know it would, it would look so third. similar to the 20 other towns that he'd been in that year right right or the final third like when you just stay on the man selling the bike as dehan rides it away you know what i mean so there are all these like very interesting shot choices that kind of help you understand where these characters are now emotionally and like literally like where are they what is the time that has passed where are they going the last thing that i'll say um something that i really appreciate is when i was researching for sound of metal i found i think it was like five different drafts of the place beyond the pines script are available online like on reddit and whatever else Less re- and re- an actual use for reddit you found one let's celebrate thank unless you, you so want, much unless you want your thirst your naked celebrities um all scripts uh that's pretty much that's the breadth of it that's it that's it i mean like you guys are good for that thank you i appreciate you <laughs> um but i found so i found the first draft and the first draft i'm so happy that they did not stick with this the first draft opens with luke having sex with a carny groupie in his tent and then just like discarding her and no. going to do his motorcycle stunt no and like that's not what the final script was that's not the movie we got and i'm so happy they changed it i don't know if that was a change that darius martyr made when he came on to like do a final pass or if it was just something that like shian france himself changed but like yes i know that logically i understand that ryan gosling and ava mendez's characters like had like a fling like a one night stand i understand him as someone who does those things But the Luke we meet in that portion and what he needs to be for us to care is someone who is already tiring of that. Yes. And is already trying to like decide, is this all I can do? And is this all I am? So I'm just, I'm so happy that like it opens with him in like his tent, mulling over whatever (laughs) he's mulling over, getting ready to do the stunt, like in his own world rather than someone we see like tossing someone else aside because yeah, it would I, be too it would be too difficult for me to reconcile that person with the person who then wants to be in his son's life right like but i feel the work. inference i feel like the inference is there though you know the it inference is. is that he's a you know I, I don't think you need to harp on it it's like no you just have to say look 
at him. Look at him. Like, have you seen him? Like, did you see his back? <laughs> like his back and his tattoos. And like sorry, excuse everything. me, sir. Did you see his back? Are we are we okay? <laughs> so has everyone seen his back? Um, but so, yeah. Look, I, I feel like that's where the inference is there. Like he's a carny. He yeah. travels around. Obviously, he's a motorcycle carny. He's motorcycle not just carny. like the dude who's like giving you the water gun to fill up a balloon. He is a motorcycle stuntman carny. Yes. So yes. good, but he will eventually rob banks. Bless that man. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> but it, but that, that that's. That's what's, I guess, that's where I say it's kind of, um, that is why Gosling is irreplaceable is because he really understands almost innately that this cavernous silence that he can create on screen Mm -hmm. does a shit ton of work Mm -hmm. for everyone. Like you don't. You don't need to say things. The inference is there. It's even in the exchange and the sh- the choice of that two shot. Do you remember your name? He's like, yeah, I remember your name. Like, why wouldn't you? How could you forget Eva Mendes? Full stop. But um, that interplay is just that's enough. Like again, yeah. that's a, that 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 feels to me like whether it was um, uh, Darius or, or whether it was the original. Um, then uh, Cochio script or, or, or Chan France himself or them deciding, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to take mm-hmm. him. Play. I feel like sometimes stripping those elements away, that's the, that's even bigger mm-hmm. than, than putting it in. And I mean, you mentioned economy, like that's what that first third is. Yes. It's all the things that are felt, but unsaid. And that's like, that's Gosling's like bread and butter, baby. Like yeah. felt but unsaid <laughs> is like what he does best. But okay, here, I'm going to ask you a final question before we talk about our next uh, beloved film. Are you, okay, so at this point, Gosling has made two films with Refn, mm-hmm. two films with Derek. Mm. Which are you, which are you going with? You can only pick one pairing. I know. I'm this sorry. Is, I had to do it. So cruel. This I know. Cruel I'm sorry. Selection. I'm sorry. I'm not really sorry. I love that you have to answer. <laughs> um, For people who don't know, I don't know why you wouldn't know this, but what we're asking here is Blue Valentine and Place Beyond the Pines by Derek. Devastating. Just harrowing. Gosling at like his fragile, vulnerable best, or Refn's two films, which are the cult classic Drive and the even more cult classic Only God Forgives, a movie in which I think Ryan Gosling has literally maybe a dozen lines of dialogue. <laughs> but he does say, Want to fight? Which yeah. iconic. I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have to go Refn. And this is I why I have I to knew. go reference. I couldn't say Chian France because mm-hmm. I have watched Place Beyond the Pines so much and I don't think I've got it my heart mm-hmm. to watch Blue Valentine again, but it mm-hmm. did have an indelible impact. Mm-hmm. And I would even say this, I think I might've seen Only God Forgives more than Drive at this point because. Wow. I didn't know that. I saw that. 
it was one of my favorite experiences ever. I probably mentioned it a couple of times on any show that I mentioned is like, um, that we talk about Gosling or we talk about cinematic experiences, but I went to the Sydney film festival premiere, um, uh, and it was part of the official competition of only God forgives. And it was just mm-hmm. a whole bunch of people wanting to see drive Two. Yes. And so many people walked out. Actually, yes. no, I'm, actually, no, I'm changing my answer. I think that, I think that place beyond the pines is above both of those for me. I think, I think, I think I have to go with Chien France because as far as, as far as a performance pound for pound, I think I have to say Chien France because also that led into Gosling's own film, um, yes. that, that he Lost directed River. Lost River, which I love. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Chien France. Okay. Pines. You know what? I, I, I'm a little, I'm a little shocked, a little bit shocked. But what I will say is that like, oh, fuck. Okay. Well, I'm not going to answer my own question. I refuse. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I'm just going to make you yeah, answer this. Yeah. I'm going to force you to do this. But uh, to your point, I do think that again, to heart back on our original point, no one else can do what Gosling did in the first third of Pines. I no. truly believe no one else could. No. So if you're just going by in like impact, like that's the vote. That's the vote. Yeah. I mean, drive is spectacular, infinitely rewatchable. I literally have it. I just bought the 4k. It's stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, only God forgives again, iconic, mm-hmm. this, this wordless, violent, awful fever dream of a movie which is just so wonderful mm-hmm. um but i have to say i have a little soft spot for blue valentine because it's so hilarious that i took my wife to that on my first date but i, I but i love forget, it forgetting all of that it's like this first third of pines on this latest rewatch i'm like it's most certainly one of his best performances ever and and i think the thing is when you go who else could do that and not mm-hmm. and, and i mean in his peer group yeah. There's so yeah, few in his, in his, in, in his, in, yeah. you know, like he, I think when you start talking about it, it's like you, you start having to think through different eras and generations of actors to be like, who the hell could be this guy? And it's like, it's mm-hmm. his, it's his most Paul Newman, like mm-hmm. young Paul Newman, HUD mm-hmm. kind of role. I have a huge love of HUD. And I'm like, where you can play a person who you know is bad news and you know is flawed and you know is probably you know, done some dark stuff, but you can still be completely and utterly transfixed. So I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to answer this question um, with, with the tough answer for us. I love that though. And I love it because it's like that movie is dad shit. Oh but my like, God. It, you know, it's the best kind of dad shit. I like whatever. We both love that stuff. We like, There's no apologies for dad shit on this show. No. <laughs> I'm the no. guy who loves Michael Mann movies as much as any human. And Michael Mann is one of the kings of the dad genre. Um, and man I know that. belongs to us all. He belongs <laughs> to all of us. I know, of course. But he really belongs to dad. <laughs> he does. If you're a dad, you, you're, you're like, I need to watch Last of the Mohicans again. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's yes, like, it's do. like, a, it's 11 PM on a weeknight and you're like, I should, I should do that. Like, that's a good decision. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally going to go to sleep. I'm not going to be awake at one It's fine. Uh, we are going to, for folks listening, we are going to seamlessly transition. You're going to end this episode. This is the part one. And then we're going to seamlessly transition to another movie that both Roxana and I freak out about often. 
and mm-hmm. I, I was just dying to talk to her about it because I, one of the things that happens is Roxana's late night tweets invariably come at lunchtime in Australia. <laughs> so when I'm, when I'm seeing a late night tweet come through, I, I feel like there's like a, the time zones are working for us. Mm-hmm. And she talks about like one of the, I mean, one of the best movies of the last couple of decades, but from a year of movies that was just unfathomable of 2007, um, she has a fondness as do I for the incredible Michael Clayton, which we're going to pick up in the next episode. You're going to hear it a week later, but we are going to seamlessly record this. So I'm going to dive straight into that now. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.